0: everyone, welcome to SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And here's our podcast. For the Realistic SLP.
1: Welcome! Um, oh look, we did that together. We're awesome. <laughs> Cheers to that. That's Woo. right. Our life is speech, and yeah. we're okay with that. Understanding, language comprehension, expressive output. And then also you're teaching them like syntactically correct sentences. Right. Work smarter, not harder. The first step is just
0: how to communicate. Trying to help people to, you know, improve their speech-language communication. Neurons that fire together, wire
1: together. I like that. That's really genius. We need to choose that.
0: (laughs) Cheers. Hey everyone, welcome to SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. I'm Maria. And here's our podcast for the realistic SLP. Welcome! welcome. Yay! And we have the lovely Michelle Dawson here with us. Say hi, Michelle. Hello, ladies. (laughs) Hi. So, Michelle, she's a speech pathologist with Hardwood Speech Therapy LLC in Columbia, South Carolina. She has a podcast and does online seminars with SpeechTherapyPD.com. And if that wasn't enough, she also tours nationally with Pessy Incorporated, speaking about pediatric dysphagia for the medically fragile. Yes. So basically, she's an angel, right? And we're <laughs> and we're like, why are you hanging out with us? But people. But yeah, yeah, she's goals. She's, she's goals. goals. We want to hang
1: out with people we want to be like. And maybe we're, she, we're goals for what she doesn't want to be like. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. maybe. Oh, no like God. I- psychology there. No, I'm kidding. That's just <laughs> negative self talk. We don't do that here. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs>
0: But yeah, so we are, so we're in New York, and she's in South Carolina. Um, but so we have our own wine, which we will talk about now. Maria will talk about, and then Michelle is going to talk to us about what she's drinking.
1: Okay, we have uh, something called a sparkling wine, <laughs> Nando, N A N D O. Fra- Frangelino, Fra- It's Frangilino. Italiano. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's me trying to speak Italian. Yeah. <laughs> good job. Yeah, thank you. I thought it was good. And it's so sweet, this wine. It's very sweet. It's- I got
0: this one time I was getting my nails done in Bay Ridge and they were, no, or Staten Island, one of them, but they're the same place. And right. they gave this out. And that's when I had this wine. I don't know where I
1: got it per se, but yeah. I just found it. I had it laying around.
0: It might have been from a Staten Island nail
1: salon. It's, it, it's very possible. <laughs> I'm not going to say no to that. Right. So you're going to say drink it? Oh, my God. You know what? This is so sweet. And to me, it's too sweet. It has a strawberry flavor. And it's like over. it's like strawberry juice. Mm-hmm. With a hint of wine. Mm-hmm. and But the cheese we got is amazing. So, so you, the,
0: you vote sink it on that drink? Oh,
1: God. Yeah, I'm going to vote sink it. It's too sweet. And if I didn't have this amazing cheese, I would have, like, really sunk it.
0: Right. I so. guess I say sink it. Like, that means drink it even though you don't like it. But right. um, it's fine. It's good. It's good enough. Um, it's good nice. Enough. It's fresh. Um, but I don't like the juiciness of it yeah but yeah so we vote sink it on our yeah wine but what, what the, the cheese. cheese is good the cheese is great yes it's called dub
1: liner uh, it says 100% natural cheese, which is reassuring. Yeah. And it's a, from Ireland, so we have some. Uh, yeah, Mike wanted to
0: get full credit for having chosen the cheese. Yes, thank you, Mike, for this awesome cheese. It is Um, it is good. It's a hard cheese. It doesn't say, like, yeah, any just sort of, dub, like, yeah, it's just an Irish cheese yeah. um, from cows. Yeah. But it's good. We, we enjoy it. It's an aged cheese. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, enough about what we're okay, eating and so
1: drinking.
2: What do you have, Michelle? Is the cheese stick that I convinced my tiny humans not to eat because um, <laughs> I right. may or may not have made a bad choice on Sunday and gotten excited and eaten my um, I, it, how How do you say? Is it the this? <clears throat> it's like the prosciutto, prosciutto. It's. It, it was. No, it was no, the meat with no, the cheese meat. wrapped in it. Oh. Yes, it was this thing, and I got really excited oh, about yeah. it. And I, I was like, For I shoot. bought this. Why did I buy this? And then I ate it on Sunday with my husband and wife. <laughs> so now what I have a cheese sticks. We're happy. We're it was. It, it was lovely, We're and I didn't know it. if you would already have the wine open, so um, I did not open mine. So now I'm trying to turn
1: mine. Oh, oh wow. well let's hear the pop yes. yes. our wine oh, yes.
2: um, that I found at the grocery store today. Um because I did remember to that I need mm-hmm. additional wine, as if there's never not wine in my house. Um I'm a speech pathologist, I feel like that, really, <laughs> right. you know, happenstance. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like coffee in the okay. morning, wine at night. Exactly. Water all day. Yes. What? You need three cups if you Care's want to be. a the dog? Oh, oh my goodness! I
2: exactly scared the dog. Um. Okay, oh. come here, baby. It's okay. Oh,
0: just <laughs> sweet.
2: Um.
1: Uh, well, what kind this of food one do you have?
2: <laughs> a wine purchase. Actually, we went to. A bed and breakfast down in um, Outer Banks and the owner, it was the one cheese house. Um, it's an amazing b and and she bred little oh, white it. dogs. So she's a miniature schnauzer, but she's all white. And oh. after partaking of adult beverages and going to a friend's wedding, we woke up the next morning and had purchased a purebred
0: miniature schnauzer. <laughs> Wow, look at that. Well, good. That. I mean, that's not no, the worst thing that can so, happen under those yeah, circumstances. Exactly. And then Maybe our boy. other dog
2: is yeah. um, a rescue, and his name is Chewbacca. Because um, <laughs> we're super nerdy. Aww. And he's a German Shepherd Black Chow and actually looks like the Wookiee. Oh, dude, yeah, he's the old black, black like tongue. And he's precious. So, okay, so the physics have <laughs> gone down. Now, this is. Um, Normally, I'm right. a Lam um, a Lambrusco sparkling wine, but like I think it's like it's a, it's a pretty aqua blue label. It's like let me try something different. So this is Yellowtail Bubbles sparkling
1: white wine. Oh, I'm like okay, we'll give it a whirl. I mean, I normally sip. Yeah, give it a sip. Tell the listeners what you think about it. Oh, that's good. I like sparkling that's wine. Good. It needs a oh, good juice oh, right. And
0: I would Is totally it use or this or for s- mimosas.
1: Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, you have better luck on your end with the wine. Well,
0: I'm still drinking it. I, I mean, <sighs> so like, it's not bad. I feel like I'm just
1: inhaling cheese oh. to help get the wine
0: down. It's so funny. Like, when you take that breath a little bit, you know... You know, swallowing does happen in the absence of breathing, but mm, let me when you take that breath right before you swallow, like I just breathe in with strawberries. It's just like, it's yeah. like, it's just it's so okay, strong. Strawberry
2: juice. Can I interject and be so nerdy right now and explain why you have that? Yeah. Okay. You yes, have, of course, 350 to 400 odor receptors in your nasopharynx. So the reason why ah. food tastes better when you do um, like breathe, like you breathe in and you breathe it up and over through your nose. um, It's called retronasal olfaction. The actual act of breathing, Mm. tasting on the surface of your tongue, closing your mouth and breathing out through your nose is actually where we get more of our sense of taste. It's not necessarily the taste buds on the surface of your tongue, but it's those, it's the integration of that with those odor receptors And what happens is if you have like hypertrophy of your adenoids, or if you have a head cold and there's like snot going down on those odor receptors, that's why everything tastes snotty. It's not your taste buds that are shot; Mm. it's that it's that your odor receptors are literally being bathed in
0: boogers. So that's why it's such a strong strawberry flavor. Okay, yay! Super (laughs)
2: parallel.
0: That's so great. If you put a more desirable smell in front of somebody who is having swallowing difficulty, would that like increase sensory input and be more likely to trigger um, a motor response? Yes and no. Maybe. So
2: what we have found okay. is that um, that the sense of flavor through the odor receptors with the taste buds actually go up through your um, brainstem along central pattern generators Terminates in the gustatory cortex Mm -hmm. of your brain. And so when um, you have a patient that's um, had like an infarct or, um, all right, so if it's, and when I say infarct, like a bleed in NICU, they say a bleed, like, okay, we've had a grade four bleed. That's a fancy way of saying they've had a grade four hemorrhagic CVA. Okay. Um, That's, in my humble opinion, um, I just took off my reading glasses. Sorry. In my humble opinion, I really think it's just, more palatable for the parents to hear it presented that way than saying that their infants had a grade four stroke. Um, but the, the concept is right, right, exactly. a lot of times that causes um, microcephaly or changes in the cortical structures. So if that gustatory cortex has been um, impacted, a lot of times those kids need much right. stronger flavored foods. So right it's not Mm -hmm. just the smell those are the kids that we crack down as like sensory seekers or they want like hot sauce tabasco sauce um vienna sausages i mean like a like something that you would not naturally give
0: so like super savory super spicy things yes which typically kids are afraid of they're like if, if I don't want them to eat my snack, I'm like, it's spicy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But
2: those kids love it because they can. But we get right. our taste buds, sweet, right. salt, sour, bitter, umami, and we lose them in reverse because of natural atrophy of our cortical structures, which is why our little old ladies like oh. sweet foods. I mean, you try to take away my grandma's chocolate glucerna and she will cut you. <laughs> like, I mean, she's, she's not always yeah. the pleasantly dimensioned lady, so like, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh okay. that's so I'm, funny that's how nerdy i am see the
1: the champagne just hit my soul and no, i'm no like oh, sparkling
2: wine hit my soul and i'm like
1: ooh, nerd yeah nerdy yeah. being nerdy is good you know Let's, so you, you know, yeah, drink, drink it, on it all the way baby but
2: i will definitely save some of this for my husband tomorrow because this is a big bottle it was a good deal
0: Yes. Oh, great. right. Yes, yes. true. No, and sharing yes. is good, too. Right. So. Yes, we like
1: to keep it too.
0: But are. if you don't, I mean, you just can only live in the present. <laughs> so yeah, but you catch a flight at seven o'clock right. tomorrow morning and let me know.
1: We want you to make your flight. Yes. Yeah, definitely.
0: I've missed a flight before, two flights. It will go like I'd say like five really awful things in my life happens, and I'm gonna throw missing a plane up. Really? There. It was awful. Stop. Yeah, it was bad. It was it was really rough. But um I'm sure that wouldn't uh, happen to let's, you. Let's no, hope you'll not. Be- but
2: you know, I it will be yeah. fine. I have faith.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. put a, put a cork <laughs> in it, literally, and you'll be good.
0: So let's get to uh, some business yes, some here. Questions. Michelle, I was wondering if before we get into our questions, if oh, you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, just like how you started off and uh, where you are now and oh, nice. a little, you're a little plop, you know, right. present, <laughs> present level where
1: performance. Where you, are, where you see yourself, where um, you started, okay. all that fun so, stuff.
2: So I am an old country girl from um, Virginia and um did my undergraduate degree at Old Dominion University got my um so I'm a lady monarch whoop, whoop. and then um completed mm-hmm. my master's degree at James Madison University so uh, oh
0: that's by me in jersey where i went to okay. high school james, not
2: far. um la james gorgeous and um the the saying there is that you bleed purple and if you survive grad school there you have bled purple <laughs> So, um, wow, so, uh, yes, well, congratulations. Great. While I was going to graduate school full time, I worked full time as, for lack of a better phrase, an SLPA ish. Um, the mm-hmm. Virginia Department of Education had um, set up at the time it was called the distance learning for Virginia educators. It was their delve program. So what they did was um, James Madison, Hampton university, Longwood university and university of Virginia um, all worked together and uh, created this online program. But the lead professor from each subject matter from all the collective universities taught the topic. So like I had the best, like, Mm -hmm. Dr. Paradefer, who's the VP of ethics for ASHA, was my ethics professor. Um, oh, Runyon, wow. Dr. Runyon from Runyon's Rules taught me stuttering. That did not stick, though. I can't teach fluency disorders at all. Um, but um, it, was, it was a really amazing curriculum. And I don't know how I survived it. Uh, and I was running a caseload of 50 to 60 kids in the public schools a week. Um, and I was married to my ex-husband and I'm always very candid and very honest about it. Um, while Mm -hmm. I was, um, going to graduate school full-time and working full-time, I went home and regularly was, um, physically, verbally, and mentally accosted. Um, and I am alive because I took the bullets out of a gun one night. So, um, I say that because, my faith and my Lord are bigger than that. And I, I love my God and I cuss a little. And if I offend anybody on either account, I apologize up front. <laughs> oh, but no. if I went through, it was to be a witness mm-hmm. on the other side. So um, I right. got out. I got my master's. I made up for some lost time. I, there was, there was, there was an Irish guy. Let's admit the accent's amazing. Um, and then, um, a couple months later I met my soulmate and after four and a half months, um, we eloped and almost eight years later, we have, um, a five-year-old, a three-year-old and two crazy dogs and I'm blessed. Aww. So, that, that yes. is a
0: perfect lovely is... ending mm-hmm. to a very traumatic yeah. thing to go through yes. Just it's crazy just so that you don't feel uh alone in this like when i was in grad school i was actually in an awful relationship that did also get Violence. rather yep. violent uh emotionally and, and physically and every type of way so i mean it's just so crazy i think that like I don't think back too much about it of like being thinking like um I just feel like so much stronger than mm-hmm. I was then and, and just like present and focused on what I'm doing currently and I think I also made up yep. for lost time. So it's just crazy yeah. like what you can go through and get yep. and so get through. Right. And Yeah, and
1: such courage for you, well, both of you, (laughs) for sharing your experiences, because I'm sure there's a lot of women who are in these positions, or were, and they maybe never bring it up, Right. and that's, like, one of the big things, is, like, being okay to talk about it, and bringing it up, and having these difficult conversations.
0: Yeah, and if you're telling yourself, like, I'm just gonna do it for a little bit longer, and then I'll stop, just maybe just do what you can to try to excuse yourself sooner. And that's...
2: and that's what, you know, my dad was, no my, nobody in my family knew. And I was like, I had to come to my own place and my own peace before I can make that decision. And, and unfortunately, right. it's stigmatized in our nation that it's a lower socioeconomic status <laughs> minority victim. And I am not any of that. And I also personally get super angry when somebody's like, oh, you were a victim. I was like, no, baby, I'm a survivor. I'm on this side. Life is good. My job now is to empower other women and men that like, get out, make it better, do the thing. You got this.
0: But
1: nothing can stop
0: you. So you just keep going. And, you know, this too shall pass and you will be stronger and more capable. (laughs) On that note, I'm Um, another glass of...
1: Yeah. Note, go you have a lot of
0: stuff we got to talk about attention. So, that so, time we, you had to make up. Yeah, so, let's you, get to it. <laughs> you touched upon this for a moment. You said how um, we we were reading your bio. So impressive. My goodness. Yes. Um, but you essentially started off as an SLPA in a public school. Can you just tell us a little bit about it that was, position? It was
2: awesome. I, um, I worked over in Gloucester County Public Schools in um, Gloucester County, Virginia. And it's not that big. Um, and Mm -hmm. it was possibly one of my most happy professional times just because there's so much camaraderie when you work in a school, like you, you build joyful Uh bonds with those women because you see them like, I mean, especially when you're the, you know, SLPA or the SLT or the SLP, you're going to like numerous women's classrooms and you have lunches and you're doing bus duty and you're wearing Mm -hmm. all those hats. So You're building a community,
1: but yes, I work in a school, so I know exactly what you mean. You have that, like, we're all in this together. It might be tough, but we have each other's back. Yes,
2: (laughs) but at the same time, um, it was not for me, and I remember somebody coming in, like the assistant principal coming in one day and saying, like, in Virginia, they have standards of learning. And she was like, what are your standards of learning? I was like, what do you mean? And it was for like a little girl with DeGeorge's um, 22Q11.2. And she was homebound, but she came in for speech therapy with like an AAC device. I had no Mm. idea what I was doing as an SLPA. Like in retrospect, like none of that was core vocab. Like I just kind of want to like shake past Michelle and be like core
0: vocab, forget the fringe. But um, but I'm, I'm sure you were present and what that person needed. I, I hopefully think so, but like. <laughs>
1: It's hard. It's hard in your first year to know yeah. all these things, you know, to teach core. Cause I, I, I have a lot of students like yeah. that. And, and if you
0: were in that position yeah. so and not them. assisted, then that's like not something you yes. should feel. Right. Which
2: I know, but I mean, like you've said yeah. in a prior conversation, you know, you have to accept where you are and, and give right. yourself permission. So I'll get there one day, but yeah. So she came in and she, just like, what are your SOL goals? I was like, what do you mean? I'm trying to get her to say like, I want to swing because that's all she wants to do in her world is like swing on the tripod swing at home. And, um, she was like, but how does that correlate to SOLs? And I, I wanted to like, take her and be like, love, look at the baby. Like she's six, right. like screw SOLs. Right. Like she, this is right. where her world is like forever. And right. so I ended up actually having a panic attack. Um, in the public oh, schools yeah. and like that I can relate I'm I that, that's very yeah. possible
1: well, <laughs> why I meditate every day <laughs> yeah. this is not surprising this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that's, that's, uh, that's <laughs> what happened
2: and I was like this is not this is not for me like I can't do this like I know what this kid needs and I can't be bound by like somebody else's right. version of an IEP goal that I didn't write right. when And so
0: I, you don't even know how like long that person thought about that IEP goal. They might've had 60, um, IEPs too, right? And that was like one of 60. And then maybe each of them had three to five goals and it was just something that had to get done
2: without actually seeing the kid, because it was like one of those things where like, if you saw the kid and you understand like the actual disease, you'll know, like functional, verbal, expressive, not going to happen for this particular baby, you know? And and so I just remember like, okay, you have to make it through the end of the semester. You have to pass that last exam and then you graduate and you're going to be fine. And then you'll have your master's. And so I did. And as soon as I got done, I left and went to a hospital. Um, And I thought that's where I was going to be forever, like in a hospital, because I was like, this is it. Hospitals are where everything's happening. Mm -hmm. And then I loved my hospital, but that's not where I was supposed to be. That's where I was supposed to get fundamentally shaped for everything else that was supposed to come. But it was just really cool. It it made me empathetic for everything the school SLPs have to go through because y'all have to put up with so much more
0: than Mm -hmm. any
2: other, any other,
0: hands down. Yeah. I love the still skilled nursing facility because it's just like, it's just, it's, it's a lot of work. It's not like it's easy, but at the same time, it's not like this, this paperwork workload Mm -hmm. that's just insane. Like the schools are and like the um, guidelines and stuff that just like what you're talking about, like, like the curriculum, Or um, whatever else, like, whatever, anything else somebody wants to put on you, even though you're the one who's, like, trying to work with this individual on a daily basis. So, um, I've always wanted to work in a hospital, so I'm super jealous. I keep applying, and I'm going to keep applying. honey, come south, leave the north. It's cold. We we have
2: numerous openings down here because right now we only have two
0: schools you can get your master's in for the entire state.
1: So, like
0: for me because my boyfriend's a stand-up comedian so we can only live in like New York or California and I mean like I guess yeah he is still my boyfriend so unless he changes that I'm going good point <laughs> I, I gotta,
2: I gotta so, admit I miss New York my ex-husband's family was from the city and while he was a schmuck like his family was lovely and we would go yeah. up and spend his family was in the city was Jewish and we'd go up and spend Hanukkah over in um Little Edessa and listening <laughs> to you two talk like for very long oh right! Time. Yes. That was a cadence I was familiar with, and like it soothes me. I'm like, yes, talk more. Oh, good. <laughs> we'll talk to you. Yeah. Talk <laughs> Just do, do all the weird art things that you do. It's lovely. <laughs>
0: yeah. your accent is what's supposed right. to be soothing. I feel right. like, like if somebody were to classify our voices and dialects, I think you would get. Soothing, soothing over us, us and
1: ladylike
0: <laughs> like sometimes the kids cover their ears and i'm like fine <laughs> i'll be quiet <laughs> uh, you, you need to hear my baby
2: sisters when the my family was actually bootleggers um honest to goodness bootleggers and when the mason jar gets passed around at like the family get-togethers the hills come out real thick real quick yes like, it takes me a couple days to shake them like out of my voice because it's just it's always there under the surface and kind of funny
0: yeah yeah
1: yes that definitely we see that oh yeah i listen i
0: watch sweet home alabama and all of a sudden i'm from there too and i'm like oh hey guys like what's going on i lived in delaware for one year this is how i talk now (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even gonna attempt i'm not even gonna
1: I'm not even going to, to do that. So I'm going to move on to the next question. <laughs> so when you worked in the hospital, was that setting challenging as your you know first career as an SLP? So, um,
2: um, yes. Um, my CF year was probably unique, very unique. Um, mm-hmm. um, I took a job as the very first full-time SLP at a rural hospital, um, Riverside, Walter Reed, also in Gloucester County. Um, and they had never had a full time speech pathologist before ever, so they'd only mm-hmm. contracted PRN. Um, right. They had like I don't know six bed ICU, twenty bed med surge floor. I mean it was it was a smaller hospital. Right. And I remember walking in on my first day, and the um, registered dietitian turning and looking at me and going, "Thank God you're here. If somebody has a stroke, I put oh. them on honey thickened liquids and pureed foods." Uh, otherwise, they're MPO until we send them to the big hospital, which was 45 minutes away. Oh, and I was like, oh, God. Great. And they didn't have Welcome. eval forms. They didn't have daily notes. They didn't have plan of cares. They didn't have discharge notes. They didn't have they weren't
0: no. there.
2: There wasn't even electronic medical records. Um, I had to order my diagnostic kits. I did inpatient in the morning, outpatient in the afternoon. And because we were the only hospital, my outpatient census ranged from two to
1: 98, 99. Um, oh, because I was. So you had everything under everything, the sun. <laughs> I
2: once had a man do oyster, vodka oyster shots because it's you're in Waterman territory. <laughs> he did. He'd had multiple right hemisphere CVAs, And so he knew he was not safe for PO. Um, so he did the vodka oyster shot through his G-tube, and the oyster got stuck. Oh, yeah. And, like, he came in, and I was like, so what's the smell? And he was, oh, my goodness yes. And he was and he's, like, you know, because of the dysarthria, he was like, the oyster is
1: stuck.
0: <laughs> and I was like, okay, where's it at? <laughs> right,
1: right can't say
0: uh, My can't learn that yet oh i would not like i i couldn't get why he wanted to put the vodka in there but the oyster i mean you can't even well taste i it. mean yeah. you
1: know
2: it's waterman territory you gotta like this is what this is what they do they go out on their boats and they crab and they pull in oysters and that's their and so vodka oyster shots are like and it's like a rite of passage um
0: yeah, they're big on the Jersey shore too. I mean, really? We that do, do that. There?
1: Yes, yeah. They are. There's like
0: oysters or you can have shrimp or you can have crab. Like it's yes. like it's like a bloody Mary shot that you could take on the beach with all the Guidos. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> those are those are quite my favorite shots i do I'm- like them a lot but i don't think i'd put it in my g-tube um, yeah i wouldn't stuck. it was most definitely certifiably
2: stuck and i was like all right baby we're not doing speech therapy today let me roll you right on over to the er which is across the parking lot but um
1: <laughs> yes that-
2: who gave him a oyster um, he got it himself with his drinking buddies i mean come on man it's like all old school country <laughs> like they take care of their own right and uh Okay.
1: <laughs> after, okay. After good. that,
2: he blended the vodka and the oyster in the blender and then put it through, stew, which would right. go through the tube. So, like, oh. okay, fair enough. Got it. Can oh.
0: you get drunk that oh, way? Much faster, apparently. <laughs> oh, right. Can straight in? Okay, yeah. good. good. Good to know. To These are good facts that everyone should take <laughs> oh, home right. with them. What <laughs> good so, fact. Um, that
2: was That was my CF, but I had some of the most amazing mentors of my life. The, um, The GI doc would pull me in and, like, explain case – like, individual cases with me. Um, The chief hospitalist would go in and say, okay. He sat me down, and we would look over the images from um, CTs and MRIs, and, like, he explained, like, where the infarct was. I mean, stuff that was not Mm -hmm. covered in my – these people – Right. They they poured their passions into me. And I remember my daddy telling me, you just got to be, you're you're a vessel baby and you need to absorb everything you can because it's your job to take that information and be a healer. And it was really, it was really humbling that that's, that was my CF. Nothing could prepare me for that. I mean, right. Right. I was a department of one working 60 hours a week, basically living off of caffeine, like a pot of coffee a day at minimum. Wow. And, but I mean, I was there from like seven in the morning till like four five because you had to hit ICU and then be available for after school kids, you know? Right. right. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. I mean, I just feel like now <laughs> I need to stop letting men hold me back and go down south so I can do all the things that you've got to do. Right. And
2: um, your boyfriend. We have an emerging art scene here in Columbia. I'm telling you, y'all just should come. We we Airbnb in my basement. You can totally stay on wow. us
0: and like crash and enjoy the art okay. scene. <laughs> so we'll, we'll come test it out and uh yeah i'll like we'll figure this out yeah so maybe this was fake yeah. um, okay, <laughs> okay. so um on our questions list let's go so so yeah so it sounds like it was point, challenging so, yes, oh yeah yes. it's so, at our halfway we, point yes.
1: so at our halfway point we just like to remind our listeners to rate us review us subscribe to us on itunes Follow us on Instagram. If you're not already, we're at SLP's Wine and Cheese Pod. I'm Maria underscore Cotsonis SLP. Deborah Brooks, CCC SLP. Michelle, I don't know if you have
0: um, Instagram you want to give out. I do, but I have to put my reading glasses on. <laughs> Okay. okay, that's well. You that's know, fine. Those are very trendy, right. just like the emerging art scene in Columbia, yes. South Carolina. Uh,
2: mine are cat's eyes with sequins in the corners because um, yes. I'm just saying, if I'm going to age, I'm going to do it with sass and zest. Um, that's right. Yes. So um, Facebook is Heartwood Speech Therapy, and as well as my, my podcast, um, that Facebook is yes. First Bite, um, and then my Instagram is um, at Heartwood Speech. And it's heartbeat because you know I love what I do. So heartwood speech therapy, uh, and I—I I guess I my the people that I lecture for are at speechtherapypd.com and at Pessy Inc. And that's all the hats that I'm in tonight. Yes.
0: And we just did—we uh, just did Michelle's podcast, yes. Speech Bites, and so uh, we'll figure, we'll tag that in our description. So that uh, listeners are able to do a crossover listen episode. It's fantastic. I highly recommend it. We tried to talk about leadership in the speech pathology world. And um, it was super informative even for us. And we were the guests on it. Definitely learned a lot within that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the last thing I want to bring up before we get back to the episode is that we are going to be at ASHA this um, 2018. I keep forgetting these podcasts could be on air for like five years. So, right in uh, 2018 November, we are going to be at ASHA. Boston and in Boston. And our table is 872. We are by the Asha store. So come by. We're going to have T-shirts. I'm going to sell my coloring books and um, anything else. Yes. That our and our
1: Patreon. We have oh, released yeah, we, that. We launched that. We have released that, so check that out. Our first goal is for two one hundred people. No, one, yeah, yes one hundred people. people for two dollars each. So that's our goal. So if our listeners can help us meet yeah, our goal, yeah, help us reach our goal. Yes, we would greatly appreciate that. Yeah. So if strength. you ever
0: felt like you listened to this podcast and it helped you in any way, and you wondered what can we do to support Deb and Maria, just head to that um, SLP's Wine and Trees uh, Patreon and just. Pledge $2, and that will be a great yes. help. Also, tell your friends. And on that note, I think we yes. plugged everything we wanted right. to. Right, I
1: think we got a lot and in there. we can go
0: back can go to back our back questions. To questions. And I'm going to go uh, tend to my dog yes. who's scratching at the door. Right. That's, we'll have to keep moving.
1: <laughs> so, Michelle, so did you always see yourself working with medically fragile cases?
2: Um, no. Okay. I... Honestly, thought I was just going to work <laughs> in a hospital because I thought mm-hmm. um, all real SLPs worked in a hospital. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, this is, this is, spoilers. yeah. It, like I was, no, maybe, that's a common thing that we hear. A common yes. thing. Um, mm-hmm. It, 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 there, what is it? Grinds my gears. What I don't even remember that's from when they say, mm-hmm. like, um, and I've heard it actually just recently. And they're like, you know, early intervention is really good for the SLPs who can't make it in a hospital. And I wanted to be like,
1: Oh, that's not true.
2: No, and I wanted to say, Sugar B, what you don't know is that, um, and listen to my accent getting really thick, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. The
2: the babies that we won't go visit are the ones that we send to the hospital because there's too many variables from personal safety Mm -hmm. to cleanliness factors in the home that those are the babies that we send to like outpatient clinics, you know? Right. Yes. Yes. I really truthfully saw myself as like this diehard acute therapist. And then Mm -hmm. um, my husband came in one night and he goes, he Christian was a West pointer. And so, you know, like once army, always army, even when you're not right. And um, he, uh, he goes, I found a job making, um, you know, weapons for the army down South. And I was like, okay, like, you know, this this is his, this, this is his love. And, Let's do it. So we go to South Carolina and it's very difficult, like you said, to find a job in a hospital.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
2: all I found a job was an early intervention. I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't like children. They're sticky. Everything uh-huh. They vomit. I mean, my three-year-old has finally accomplished picking his nose and not eating it, which has taken uh, right. like several months worth of work not to eat the booger. <laughs> I'm like,
1: yes. <laughs> so. gold. <laughs> Check,
2: check and done now to pee through the night and have a dry pull up, check. And then I will have accomplished that. Then I, then I will be a successful mommy. But um, I, I ended up getting sucked into the vortex that's early intervention. And then mm-hmm. one day an um, early interventionist, and they're called different things in different states, the service coordinator, a case manager, you know, what have mm-hmm. Um. Somebody called me and was like, "Hey, I hear you're the one that takes all the special kids." And I'm like, "Wait, what?
1: Right?" And so you kind of, you kind of like,
2: you uh, didn't even know that
1: they kept giving you
0: that. Kind of
1: incidentally, they just knew
0: you would keep saying yes.
2: Yes, I go to i. I would get the kids that nobody could crack, or there was something Mm -hmm. that just wasn't right, and and they kept finding their way to me. And so, you know, I, I go to a different early intervention company and, you know, I feel like if you get in the world of private practice, eventually you're not happy until you have your own private practice. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, two years ago, this past August, my, um, my grandma that raised me, um, she, um, fell. And she passed and she always told me, honey, you go down there and show them what a Virginia girl's made of. (laughs) And, (laughs) um, she was like, basically step out in faith, do this. Mm -hmm. And so two years ago I did, and I put out my little single shack, you know, Michelle Dawson at Heartwood speech therapy. And like, you know, I, my, my mother-in-law designed my, um, company logo based off of my family tattoo because you know we're oh, Irish wow. and Cherokee and so like the tree like we all have it like all my siblings we all have the tattoo and it's very funny oh um, yeah.
1: cool um see we do zest it up in the south Look we those. have tattoos that's <laughs> great. she's really selling the south she's like um, we have tattoos we <laughs> have it We all. have liquor we have comedians come down here <laughs> yeah, sounds great but
2: uh yeah, so I um I did it and um, I stepped out and um I ended up getting all the cases nobody could crack, and it's been really cool. Like the kids that were feeding aversions only, give me a baby that's a feeding aversion uh-huh. only, give me yeah. a baby that's a behavioral version, and it's never just that. There's always an right. anatomical etiology. You just have to be willing yeah. to persevere and chase it and. I think that's what makes me different is that I'm never happy until we have a concrete medical etiology. Mm-hmm. So, that's great. Yeah. And, and most of the times they're super far out there. Like you didn't see mm-hmm. that one coming, but. Right. yeah, You really have
1: to dig deep. I, I know what you mean. You really dig deep and yeah. snot always what you think it is, like what the obvious answer might be, like, oh, he just wants attention, and it's like, no, 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 no. let's go back five steps. Yeah,
2: it's like, oh, he's a behavioral feeding disorder. No, he has the worst case of eosinophilic esophagitis that the children's hospital has ever seen, and it's like, it's right. like history, but, you know, whatever, it was a behavioral feeding disorder, and I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> but,
0: um, yeah, Yeah, that kind of brings us to our next question. I was wondering, um, what do you think are the best, um, if there are any, and it could be more than one, uh, certifications, like what are the most valuable certifications for a medical SLP?
2: Um, okay. So that I'm totally biased in, Um, Mm -hmm. um, okay. So if, if I could, if I could make wave a magic wand and like magically have my to do list, my own personal to do list on, um, on my personal to do list for like check the box kind of thing, um, because of the patients that I treat, I want to take my um, CLC class, which I'm actually for my thirty sixth birthday present to myself. I'm oh, wow. for my CLC
0: class in in March, um, and it's this what day- is that.
2: A certified lactation consultant.
0: well, um, oh, my sister is a lactation consultant. Okay, yeah, and she is always like, she's like, she says that uh, like the speech pathologists that she works with are miracle workers, and when she can't figure it out, she sends her uh, clients to them. And I just felt like I wanted to be that yes. SLP would send. Yeah,
2: do do it, baby, because that's where yeah. I'm at. I'm on the receiving ends of the kids that the CLC has like questions or needs a second opinion on. And mm-hmm. normally it's laryngomalacia, Malaysia It's um, C V A, like perinatal C V A that was missed. There's, there's something. Wow. And right, right. it's cool because by working with them, we can kind of piece it all together and like tease yeah, it out. So, right.
0: um, that- and lactation consultants are so passionate about their job that they are like super easy to work with because they, they love it so much. Like they want to, they want to fix it. Yes.
2: And also, I'm totally girly enough to admit that, like, I really love the smell of newborns. <laughs> and so, like, right. I mean, I have babies, but, like, when I go in and do the consult, I'm like, don't be weird, Michelle. Don't smell the babies. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but, like. I
1: know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. They you have are, that smell. It's like, ah. It's, <gasps> yeah,
2: it's so wonderful. It's like, it's like baby crack. But, um. Yeah. So that's on my to do list. I really want to get NDT certified, um, neurodevelopmental training because we are not taught as a profession about reflexes, core reflexes, how mm-hmm. to integrate the reflexes, the importance right. of um I mean, if your core is shot, you are not gonna to be tolerant for any PO. Like right. yeah.
1: Or um, if you don't have those reflexes integrated, you don't have that volitional control. So that's yeah. another
0: yeah. Yes. Perfectly, yeah. Like, why isn't this a part of the graduate study at all? Why don't we have like fees and MBS and like all these things that like have to be extra things that you pursue outside of your already extensive education?
1: Yes, I don't know.
0: I actually have an answer to that,
2: but that's (laughs) only because of like the other hats that I wear that are like non-financial disclosures. So we didn't cover those. um, It's because it's because of the depth and the width of our scope of practice. They have to cover the big nine. And as our sister rehab facilities, like physical therapists have moved to like a third year for like a PTD. Um, Right. And occupational therapists are just laying the groundwork for an OTD. Instead of the Mm -hmm. OTR, it'll be an OTD. So like give it 10 years, maybe 15, and you'll see a shift because now we have, the PhD, the clinical science doctorate, and the SLPD. And with that, it will probably turn into something like, um, you know, for some individuals, like adding on a third year of grad school to have like the basically the equivalent of an SLPD or clinical science doctorate. And that's going to be years in the making.
0: But um, yeah, sorry, squirrel. But, but then also, in terms of the financial obligation that would put on, like, I could imagine paying for more school at this point in my, I don't know. I feel like I'm always, like, boo-hoo, student loans. It's, like, always me. But I'm, like, oh, my goodness, like.
1: But the certifications aren't, all, I know. aren't free either. So it's, like, all yeah, oh, right. <laughs> It's have- like
0: sometimes I feel guilty for motivating people for pursuing this field, knowing how much of a financial burden it's going to be yeah. on them to have to cover all of the costs of it.
2: Well, I personally would love to be like a professor one day. Me but- too. <laughs> Which I'm like yeah. guilty too. And but I don't have a PhD. Mm -hmm. And because I don't have a PhD and I work primarily in the world of like pediatric dysphagia or like pediatric neuro rehab, like the only way I would even have any legitimacy is if I had the BCSS. Right prerequisites to but you CSS. have so many
1: tools I think you could probably find an adjunct position but
2: yeah which
1: I mean which would be awesome
2: but I also have some ideas for some really cool patents floating around in my head which is okay. probably why I don't sleep and right, yeah I want to do the research behind those. Mm-hmm. and you know I got some feedback that like the only way that I could Actually, be taken seriously to do the research right. was if I had all the alphabet soup, and I'm like, well, right. no offense, but thing one and thing two are in the private school down the street, so that's not happening because I can't right. take right. a pay cut. So, right. yeah, which, and and you know what, Asha has heard those concerns because right. they recognize that our that it's not feasible because right. PhD stipends are not fully funded. Right? Yes,
1: they're not.
2: And they're not, but like we can't. Like, I would love to do that, but like seventeen thousand dollars a year. I mean, I right, probably right. pulled that in, and like I live Fresh in
0: college. Like that, I, I don't even know. <laughs> like, it's too expensive to live. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but I mean, I don't know. Be a shift in yes. something so that yeah, more of a more professionals can move forward in the field. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, seriously consider.
0: Um, that's where.
2: Um, I I do what I can for the ASHA foundation when and where I have like extra funding um, Mm -hmm. because they fund um, scholarships for students and for individuals doing research and pursuing higher ed. So like I, I go to the fancy dinners like once a year, but I mean like, Hey, take my hundred dollars. It's not a lot, but like
1: everybody's $100. Like it it makes a a a difference. difference. Yeah. It makes a difference and you're passionate about it. So, you know, your hundred dollars is going a long way. (laughs) <laughs> right. So at this point we're gonna go over tips or tricks. But since you're our guest, we were hoping you can give us two tips or tricks. So do you have any tips or tricks related to oral motor um exercises or just anything related to that topic? Um I
2: totally think that um food should be thy medicine.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I
2: when it comes to PO intake for pediatric dysphagia, I do not believe in the utilization of non speech oral motor exercises ever. Uh-huh, okay. I, I do not vibrate the mouth. I do not utilize chewing tubes. I do not do any of the things. We don't do that in our adult neuro um, atypical population. Uh-huh. And there's a huge disconnect between our adult population and our pediatric mm-hmm. population. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to food chain out to like functional PO intake, then I utilize actual food. Right. Um, so, and I feel very strongly about this because I have done like a bodacious amount of research. So, right. um, like I'm a fan of like the silicone net theaters so that when like yes. a patient bites into it, mm-hmm. they actually get a bolus in their mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dr. K. Toomey with the SOS approach is all about classical conditioning. You don't like throw the kid out into the deep end of the water. She said you like tiptoe in, Mm -hmm. and so I'm going to tiptoe in and actually use increased viscosity of the food and temperature changes and flavor changes. And ever since I made that shift a couple years ago, I have seen across the board. My The babies that I treat make huge progress.
0: That's wonderful. Great.
1: That's an excellent tip. Yeah, I feel like in <laughs> the nursing home, that. we
0: only use, like, food as any sort of dysphagia treatment, just, like, trialing and, and seeing. But do you use any techniques such as, like, effortful swallow or um, tilting the head? Yes.
2: Um. Oh, God. I wish I could... All right, hold on. I gotta put the readers back yeah, okay. Um there I, I have to find this amazing freaking article and that's why we right, like, yeah, so like, want to I'm hear like,
0: about that for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. So Ashha Sig has like the special interest group 13 is like only on dysphagia. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I hated reading journal articles in college because like, let's be honest, it's completely like not right applicable to the thing that it is that we do. Right. Um but they had this amazing article and I think it was out of Ireland or England a couple of years ago, and it was one of the 2016 SIGs. Um, and what they talked about was um, uh, multiple disciplines working together. And they did a baseline analysis. So they did like a ma- baseline instrumental swallow exam on a modified barium swallow study. And then they gave group A traditional speech therapy. And when I say traditional speech therapy, I'm using like okay, so they did all the normal like
1: flashcards, and I always think flashcards. Um, I don't know why. I'm like
2: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But you're okay. right. Like oral motor exercises for PO right. intake, which is like not a thing. But like that's what they did. And the second group, they integrated speech therapy, occupational therapy, and physical therapy. Mm-hmm. And what they found was that when the babies increased their diaphragmatic strength. Okay. Yeah. If you build your house on sand, it will shift. Mm-hmm. You put that house on rocks, and those babies are going to have a base, and their PO intake improves. So that was the premise of the research argument. Mm-hmm. Um, hang on. So it's hang like it. go it's back
1: true. to the core, right? We go back. We talked about that in our last yeah. episode too.
2: Yeah. Yes. Always go back to the core right. and oh my gosh, I will find. I feel like that's something
0: I think about so often, not just with dysphagia, but also with just like voice and stamina. I have um, some little kids who just like are overall, like they just struggle with strength and stability. And it's like they can't use adequate vocal volume or have any sort of like sustained phonation because they just don't have that core support. They can't. Uh, like judge how much air that they need to produce a certain utterance and they're just kind of like slouching and melting there into their seat so i like to do like planks with them yes but that's that's okay so that's just it it was
2: godwin and rogers 2016 page 17 Mm -hmm. it was a sig 13 godwin and rogers okay but that's planks planks would be a perfect one pull to sit getting them on the bouncy ball. And that particular um, research article, what they did was they put the kids on a bouncy ball. And then right. the OTs did that thing that they do that makes it look like their head's going to pop off. Like where they bounce. Right, the yeah. Way, they they look the like, a, like a bobblehead. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's literally what I use to describe it when I give my lectures. They bobblehead the babies. The kids that were bobbleheaded, their before and after swallows were dramatically improved. And then what they did is they did a swallow study, did a bobblehead session, did a swallow study. And even
0: after one, one hour session, the kids made that kind of dramatic improvement. Cause I think that also like, even after that first session, even though you didn't like build up a ton of strength, you like let, like you provided sensation to an area that's been like neglected of sensation. And so like, it's just kind of waking up all of like the areas of activation. And then you're also like, once you start to perceive that area, then you can use it and build it. Just kind of like with anything that you learn ever. You two have seriously got to go back for your. <laughs> wow. I oh want my- to. NYU has a multidisciplinary PhD that I want to do. It's speech, OTPT music, art.
1: Wow, that's. I want nice. to-
0: what? What is it? Is it a PhD
2: or is it like a clinical science?
0: I can't. I think it's a. I think it's a PhD program, but it's like called like multi rehab, multidisciplinary rehab something. I don't know what. It I just I'm read so a description good. once and I was like, oh, that sounds like something I would love.
2: There's, there's one down here at MUSC and it's, um, uh, rehabilitative sciences. Oh, maybe PC. that's it. And then, yeah. And then the concentration is in dysphagia and I'm like, well, that's fantastic. But like, I treat like the tiny humans. Right. <laughs> so like, right? yeah, yeah. you can sing to them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. Just- yeah, I, I'm like, maybe I can make an argument. Let's let's focus on, like, laryngeal structures for, like, eight and nine. Right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's great. That's That sounds smart. <laughs> maybe I'm smart.
0: Um. So then Maria's got, what are you doing with the next yeah, one?
1: Yeah, so do you have any sensory stimulation tips or tricks? But you kind of already gave one. I guess you can count the therapy ball as one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or um, unless you have another one, because that's going to
0: also—that's an increasing no. sense of your proprioception. Yes, yes, and don't forget to feet. feet. Yeah, that's the gonna ground the feet.
2: Yes. Okay. So this is a wine and cheese yeah. event. It sure Serial. is, and I mean, <laughs> it sure is. And I've seen your pictures, and you two are petite women, and so oh I am assuming God, thank you. at yes. one point. <laughs> yes, I mean, look at you. Y'all are gorgeous, right? Um. But, like, y'all have probably gone to a pub where you sit at a bar stool and it's one of those tall tables with like the tall bars. Yes. And I'm like bringing back every Sex in the City yeah. episode ever yeah. in my head, right? And they, you know, you're sitting there and then you have one too many and you go to get down and like you're super discombobulated because you don't know where your body is in space right. because your feet have, right? Problems, right. Okay. So there's a really good book called "The Happiest Baby on the Block," and they talk all about. See if the
1: library has it.
2: Add it to your library app on your phone. The library. Um, The the, the Happiest Baby on the Block says that basically we send the babies out of the womb three months earlier than what they should be sent because we have to be able to get them through the vaginal. process. and that. For the next three months, we should basically be recreating uh-huh. the womb, tight right i.e. Right. creating pressure through the feet. From the get-go, these babies, especially if they were premature, and I had two preemies, so like I get that, right? Um, let me tell you what, like latching at breast, they had to be latched on with pressure through their feet. If the pressure was not through wow. their feet... And they didn't have a 90 degree right. angle between foot and ankle, 90 between, ni- like, hip and knee. And then when you get bigger, like, that 90 between, like, um, knee and hip. So, 90-90-90. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The, the SLP, the wine part of the wine and cheese, just busted me. But
0: yes. you get the, the drinking,
2: 90s, it. right? And if they don't have that, then they have... Insufficient proprioceptive awareness to create an effective seal, even
1: wow. right? That's yeah. very interesting because if I they s-
2: have the feet, they get the feedback. Yeah. Yes, exactly, yeah. because they know where yes. their body is in space. Because up until two weeks ago, they were in this tight little right. warm liquidy
0: cocoon, mm-hmm. right? So it's like they, they would feel also- like they were just holding on to a nipple, like dangling from a nipple yes. with no support Rounding. almost. Rounding.
2: Yes, it's it's the infant, toddler, or child at the right, barstool right. after yeah.
1: yes. the wine and the
2: cheese. Right? Okay. so we have to give that feedback. And what I have found is that simple, tiny change.
1: Right, it makes such a big difference. Start. Wow,
2: you can duct tape a phone book and or that's so funny
1: you mentioned that one of the ot's at my school did that today she duct taped i was like what are you holding and she's like i'm duct taping the phone book and i and she didn't have to tell me i was like oh so the feet can touch the ground she's like yes how'd you know i know i know you know so i'm like so anybody has uh phone books don't throw them out (laughs) (laughs) i can't even remember she kept her phone books for a good reason so is that yeah yeah. So do you, what, uh, mm-hmm. before we wrap it up, do you have any tips or tricks you can give any SLPs that want to transition into being a medical SLP? Because Deb and I get questions all the time. Oh, this yeah. is a big question that we get. So since you are someone who is working with Medically Fragile, you worked in the hospital, do you have any tips for them?
2: Um, So many that I can't, I don't right, know where yeah. to begin. Um, one, take... Every class that you can by Dr. James Coyle okay. out of um, University of Pittsburgh. He normally lectures with um, Northern Speech Service. It's NSS and their logo is like purple and white because I have like a weird photographic yeah sometimes. Really. Um, but absolutely anything you can by Dr. James Coyle, whether you are P's or adults, because that is amazing. That's a great um, tip. The that's he's. He looks like a garden <laughs> minus the hat. And I will only say that on the record because it's the wine portion. Yeah, right. wine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's all right. That's okay. That's your opinion. Where are your Um but
2: the man, the man is brilliant. Um, absolutely brilliant. And he goes through and he actually dispels like some common myths about like the watery eyes and how that's actually like Um, nasal regurgitation of the bolus and like nasopharyngeal irritation and not actually an overt sign symptom of aspiration um um uh, anything you can by the board certified specialty licensure um especially they have information on like cranial nerves um i think that's critical then then is the the chasm between the worlds we have Significant body of literature for adults and insufficient literature right. for pediatrics, and that sucks. I mean, like with the capital right. S, because in the peds world, it's oh this is cute, oh this is fun, oh this will fix your kid. Mm-hmm. Now you have to actually dig into literature from our sister fields of yeah. OTPT, which makes sense, but also right. allergy, mm-hmm. GI. ENT, pulmonology. Are you aware of epilepsyfoundation.org? I think it's epilepsy.org.
1: The list goes on and
2: on.
1: Yeah, it goes on. Included, but not limited to all these disciplines. Yes. Yes.
2: Honestly, I've gotten to the point that when I find something that I love and adore, I just throw it on Mm -hmm. my website and I just have a list of resources. resources Yes, you have
1: to check that out. Yes.
2: heartwood speech because therapy heartwood
1: speech Therapy. Heart, i got what it i got, got it, it for you it's heartwood speech therapy.com and they can get to see the logo you were referring yes. to too which you, which That's is purple tattoos, and it's purple because like you bleed purple you see everything's connected uh-huh. well yeah. It's connected. I
2: my tattoo is technically black, but that's because I was may or may not have had
0: one yeah. too many the night <laughs> that
2: I got the <laughs> tattoo. Otherwise, it would have done done been. I mean, why else get a tattoo?
0: <laughs> right.
1: I don't have any. I am boring I'm boring. I guess. <laughs> <But> <laughs>
2: Maria, come to the south and
1: move. will You have a tattoo. The person for the south. Deb has to move to the south to work with adults. I need I to get over some, the snow I need to get some tattoos. <laughs>
2: I know a guy like literally so come on down <laughs> okay. well, look it up uh, go get tattooed
1: so <laughs> we like to end with a quote but we can share our tips or tricks uh Dave, oh. yeah if you want to give your
0: tip or trick I didn't even think of a tip. So you oh, think of okay. one right now? I well, think I will. you
1: know, since we're talking about collaborating and working with other disciplines, I'm just going to take that tip or trick of uh, taping some phone books, or th- doesn't have to be phone books. Could be just any books you want to throw out and uh, use them for a kid to make sure their feet are touching the floor. Yeah. So if you have all different ages and one or two chairs, and what are you what are you going to do for their feet to touch the floor? Use some books.
0: And my tip or trick is going to be, um, I think... I don't even know. I didn't even think of anything. Um, <laughs> um, you can use just well. We I, we did talk about like using different writing utensils, um, and what I did find to be effective in my therapy, even though this is something you might have to purchase, um, using like branching out of your typical art materials. We used oil pastels and speech. I love oil pastels. Oh, yeah. I use them too. It looked amazing. Yes. Like the artistry, I just know. like with the most basic guidance, it looked. Phenomenal, I know. it not only makes my wall look beautiful, but right. it boosted the confidence yes, of all of our the kids. kids. They're That's like, true. I can't believe I made that. Yes,
1: oil pastel, they're really not that expensive. They're
0: not. If
1: they if I approve them, then you know it's not that expensive. And it definitely <laughs> increases
0: your like hand strength right? because you have to like rub it and stuff. Right. And everyone's like, Oh, this is hot. Oh, this is hard. And I'm like, Keep on going. <laughs> So that's yeah. our tip. Oil
1: pastels, phone books, old books—just yeah. use them all.
0: And you, you already gave us so many. But if yes. you have something to share, then definitely go ahead.
2: No, I'm just I'm relishing in the fact that you went to oil pastels because they're that's like one of my favorite <laughs>
0: things in the world and they're so great that,
2: right? like upstairs in the hall closet and i'm like "Ooh, the mountains are calling. let's go draw a tree yes <laughs> yeah. yes it yeah. makes-
0: and it comes out so good it really
1: does i agree
0: effortlessly
1: so we want to end with our quote michelle, I want michelle to say yes yeah, yeah, yeah. yes i'm getting there oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay go ahead michelle end us with our quote
0: all right,
2: ladies and gentlemen, but primarily the ladies. <laughs> Well-behaved women rarely make history. Step All right. out in faith, y'all. You
0: got this. Yes. <laughs> cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. We never cheers. Okay, yes. cheers. cheers. to that. Do you have two glasses you can hit together? Yes. I actually
1: do. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. Good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where the bottle and the cup and whichever one you want to drink out of is totally behind by us. <laughs> yeah. But um
0: But yeah, so that's been our latest episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. I'm Maria and Michelle. Say goodbye.
1: Bye. It was such a pleasure talking with you and thank hopefully you. we can have you back. Yeah, thank you so much yes, for doing we'll this. We'll figure that out. And we'll see you at Asha. Yes. I will see you there. Yes. Yeah, okay. thank- Bye. Ciao. Good night. Stay